Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Okay, so today we are going to be joined by Colin, and we have a lot to do. We're going to talk about, um, sadly, Rob Gronkowski's retirement. We're going to talk about um, the Celtics' loss last night to the Spurs. Um, we are going to talk about uh, a comment Kevin Durant made about the Knicks back in 2017, a video um, from something he said to a fan. We'll get to that. And then we're going to play a little mini game. Uh, that was actually uh, a suggestion made for the podcast. So we are going to do a mini game because um, that was a fan suggestion. But first, I want to tell you guys the Anchor mobile app because no one's sending anything. It's super easy. You just download the Anchor mobile app on your phone or whatever. You download it. You go on, type in after the buzzer sports talk and at the time. Uh, Top, you send in a voice message. It literally says voice message, you send it in. And if you want at the end, you can say, don't put this on the episode, and I'll just listen to it and hear your suggestion or your thought or whatever. If you want me to, I will. Uh, if I can. I'm pretty sure I can. Or And you can even make your own podcast on there. So just get that. It's, su- it's, it's super easy. It's really easy. So um, first, we are going to um, start with Rob Gronkowski's retirement. So... How sad were you when you heard this call? I mean, I was not that sad. It's not really sad that I was feeling. I, I had kind of had, like, mixed emotions because, obviously, I want Rob Gronkowski on the team. But I was done hearing all, like, everything about him. He's like, oh, is Rob Gronkowski going to retire today? Oh, is he going to retire today? Oh, let's talk about Rob Gronkowski. When he ne- when he never even retired, the only talk should have been about, like, yesterday. They, they just kept talking about it for weeks, and it was getting really old. Really? So. But I, I think, you know, it's a big topic. He's one of the best tight ends ever. He's not the best, okay? He's just not the best. Top ten. He's, yeah, it's obvious. Yeah, he's definitely top ten. Um... Arguably top seven. You know, top five, maybe. I'd have to look into that. But people are kind of overrating him. But he, he played nine seasons, was banged up half the time. But he still had a great career. He potentially could have been the best, arguably. But I sat there and, you know, obviously it was sad. He's These nine seasons have been incredible. He's not even 30 years old yet. But I brought up the fact that he could possibly come back. This is something that has a legitimate chance of happening. If Brady plays this season, maybe next, he comes back maybe for a playoff run this season or he comes back next season. We see it happen all the time, comes out of retirement. He's going to turn 30 in like May, I think. So he's not even 30 years old yet. He mostly retired due to the injuries. People have thrown him out around money, and I think that had something to do with it. But most of the... Uh, I think factor that he left was the fact that the injuries, if all of a sudden, you know, we're sitting here uh, 10 months later, or maybe we're sitting here 15 months, 16 months later, and he's like, you know what, I want to come back. I feel good. And he comes back maybe for this uh, playoff run, assuming the Patriots are probably in it, or next season. I could definitely see that happening. Do I guarantee it's going to happen? No, but there's a chance because the guys, you know, not even 30 yet. So, and most of that is injuries. Obviously, I think the money played a factor, but what do you think? I, I don't think he's going to come back. It's not really – it's just not that realistic. Why not? It's like 
it just happened. I mean, people don't usually do it. It's not like something that. But happens. Jason Witten, like, like people, they just, just do it. Okay, especially so, when you're 29. Like, you're 29. But he gets injured so much. Yeah, but if all of a sudden he sits out a year and he's like, all right, you know what, I'm feeling fresh. He can come back and, and he's gonna be like he's gonna have a career in something else though I feel like and it's just gonna not work for him. We'll see. I mean, maybe you know he gets a little break and all of a sudden we're sitting here. You know, it's December twenty eighth, the regular season's wrapping up, and he says I'm gonna come back for this playoff run, and just because you know he wants to do it, I don't know how much he'll play an impact in, but now this brings up the question. Does this change the Patriots' draft plans? I think it does a little. I think you should have gone after a tight end in the first or second round. You can't pick one of those dinky fifth-round guys and hope they work out, which is not going to happen. You have to actually spend a high draft pick on a tight end, whether that's like Noah Fant or – I think there's some good options. Do they possibly pick two tight ends? What do you think? No, they, they pick DK Metcalf first round. They're, they're going to trade up. Get the, I'm just kidding. Pro- that's not going to happen. They're not going to trade up and get that pick. But they – they uh, it, it's tough. I feel like they're going to go after a receiver, but they could go after Yeah, I think they need to go after the, the – They're going to end up picking some, like, top uh, three, pass rusher out of – Yeah, top three needs right now – are a pass rusher like a defensive lineman, a tight end, and an outside-the-numbers wide receiver. Those are your top three needs right now. I, You know, people say that, you know, there's a few issues. Um, you know, Tom Brady needs a successor, and, um, you know, we need a little help that safety. No, 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 there are bigger needs. Even the, the successor. I'm not a huge fan of this quarterback class. That's not the point. I just think... Before we go out and get Tom Brady's successor, let's get things to help him right now. Listen, if we trade a third-round pick for Josh Rosen, I'm going to be so excited. Like, I'm I'm down for that. But, like, draft one, like, the first, second round, like, no. I, let's get, like, a defensive lineman, tight end, a wide receiver. If they do pick a, two tight ends, that will be – I don't know. Like, are we talking, like, they spend both their second-round picks on tight ends? I'm sitting here saying – well, hopefully one works out. I don't think one's going to fill in Rob Gronkowski. I don't but think if, they're even going to pick two. Well, I'm not saying they will either, but if they did pick two, hypothetically, I, I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it really should. But let's say it did. If it did happen, we sit here and say, well, they, you know, that means, all right, you have two high draft picks. Hopefully one works out. You just hope at least one works out. And if both work out, you can trade one. Or you can run your two tight end sets that you love to run. It's just hypothetically. I'm not saying it will happen. I don't know why everybody, all the wide receivers are going away from the Patriots. For some reason, they don't like us. Jared Cook, Golden Tate, what's his name? Adam Humphreys. Gronk retires. I keep calling him Chris Humphreys. uh, I think Gronk retires wasn't really one like like that. Philip Dorsett left. No, he didn't. He's back. Oh, is he back? Yeah. Philip Dorsett's one of those guys who's kind of an outside numbers wide receiver. He's super small. He's not a slot receiver. No, he he doesn't get enough attention. Yeah, he's a small, speedy, like your uh, kind of your Brandon Cooks. But I'm talking a big outside the numbers receiver, like someone who can catch those 50-50 balls, like your Josh Gordon. Brandon Cooks is like an outside numbers receiver, like a deep field, like kind of like Philip Dorsett. 
Philip Philip Dorsett is way underrated. He should get more credit than he's getting because he just doesn't get a lot of ca- targets because of uh, Julian Edelman and Gronk. But this year Gronk's gone, so uh, mm-hmm. Philip Dorsett more targets. I, I don't know. Sets. I think some you know this interesting. Dorsett's one of those guys. It's just gonna depend on the scheme. The the scheme that sounded that came out really weird. The scheme. Um, so, do you have any other thoughts on Rob Gronkowski? No. Yeah, neither do I. All right, now we are going to get to um, the Boston Celtics, and then I said we'll get to Kevin Durant's comments back in 2017. Something to think about. And then we'll play our little mini game uh, to close things out. So that's coming up for you uh, right about now. Okay, so now we're going to be talking about the Boston Celtics game last night. So the Celtics lost 96 to 115 against the 43 and 31 San Antonio Spurs, who now have the same record as you. And that was at the TD Garden. And they're in the West, you're in the East. Um, again, it wasn't a great night last night. I didn't catch a whole lot of the game. I was, uh, we were like at a party. We were watching the Duke UCF game. Great game. Um, but I did catch glimpses of it. And last night, I will say, LaMarcus Aldridge had an outstanding, like, he's killing 48 points. I mean, this is a guy who has had a few high, very high-scoring games this year. And I thought DeMar DeRozan did a very good job passing the ball. Not a great, you know, scoring night. Uh, Jakob Podol was just tearing it up Jakob on the board. Pirtle. No one really, Pirtle, whatever. No one really had a great game on the Spurs last night besides really LaMarcus Aldridge. DeRozan was all right, but, like, no one really stood out. LaMarcus Aldridge carried the Spurs last night. On your team, though, um, Hayward scored 13 points, had 10 rebounds. I didn't think he had a horrible night from what I saw. Marcus Morris was, yeah, okay. Baines was solid. Uh, Irving struggled scoring the ball, but he passed pretty well with 12 assists, but he only had 11 points. He, he struggled last night. Um, Marcus Smart was okay. 14 points, but he's okay. Jalen Brown, I told you, 7 points last night in 25 minutes. He's been kind of inconsistent. He's played very well, but he's got, you know, he's had some of these games where the up and down. Terry Rozier, four points. Like, Tice had a good game. Like, the only real players that I thought had a good game for you last night that did better than they usually do, Gordon Hayward by a little, Aaron Baines a little, and Daniel Tice. So, you know, I, I, I just think you didn't play great. The Spurs really didn't play great either besides LaMarcus Aldridge statistically, but overall, they shot the ball very well. They shot 51% from the field. 51%. You shot 40%. You shot 20% from three. They shot 33%. You took your first 23s in that game. You went two for 20. When do you get the hint that you should stop shooting the threes? Ooh, 10%. Like, like... don't you notice they're just not going in? Let, no, no. Instead, oh, yeah, where was Al Horford last night? Um, Let me see. Injured. Yeah, he was injured. So, I mean, if you want to make that excuse, I know you Celtics fans are going to be like, well, he uh, he wasn't there to stop LaMarcus Aldridge. I don't want to hear it. LaMarcus Aldridge really just shouldn't be scoring 48 okay. points. They I know. They don't so- send in any voice messages. I know. <laughs> Hopefully they do. <laughs> last night, you only allowed eight free throws. Like. You actually went to the free throw line two times. You actually doubled the amount of free throws the other team had. They had eight, you had 16. You still lack free throws. 
Even though you doubled last night. You only doubled last night because they couldn't get to the free throw line. They're worse than you, which says something. Like, it's it's so bad when I look in the free throw column to see we take 13 to 16 every night. Or less. I never see, like, 20s. Barely. Can we get go inside, take it to the hoop? I feel like the only time we drive, we just kick it out for three. We took 35 threes last night, only made seven. So we picked things up a little at the end. We shot five for 15. Okay? That's so we right. started to pick things Wait, up at the end. No, I'm joking. I mean, just stop shooting threes. Okay? I want to see us play a little old school and drive it to the hoop. It's not even that old school. Driving to the hoop? I don't know. This seems just soft. You know, if we drive to the hoop, we're going to kick it out. Ah. Yet we still have injuries. Yet it seems like Kyrie's out every fifth game. It seems like Aaron Baines has been hurt the whole year. We still deal with injuries and we don't even take it to the hoop. Do we get injured when we flick our wrist shooting the threes? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, a big you didn't get you didn't get killed on the rebounds last night. You you had the same points in the paint as they did. I don't know how. Did Lamarcus Aldridge have forty eight points in the paint? No, I'm kidding. I know he had some mid range and whatever. But the things that they stood out to me last night was they outshot you by a mile. They weren't great from three, but they didn't shoot a lot of threes. They were great from mid range last night. Excellent. And points in the paint were solid as well. Uh, but they were excellent for mid-range last night. Um, Fantastic. You know, they didn't kill you on the glass, but they here's what they did. They outshot you and moved the ball much better than you did. With 30, 32 assists is magnificent. They were very efficient last night, especially from mid-range and inside the paint. And they moved the ball very well last night. That's what the Spurs did better than you. You got to the free throw line more, but, you know, it wasn't even a huge factor. Um, I mean, you had two less blocks. Three more steals, same amount of turnover, same amount of points in the paint. Like, nothing huge. It's just those two things. They move the ball better than you and outshot you by a lot. And overall, you played a bad fourth quarter. You didn't play great in the third quarter. And you didn't play good in the first quarter, really. Like, you didn't really play that great last night. You mean second quarter? No, second quarter was probably... Oh, wait, no, I'm looking at the the wrong... Yeah, I mean, you have to watch the game to tell. I mean, they just didn't start really finish either very strong and I I also heard yesterday Kyrie Irving take a shot at the defensive scheme in the Hornets game at another shot at Brad Stevens saying I knew the game was over at the beginning of the fourth quarter just a shot at Brad Stevens because you know the two don't get along but like last night's game just bothers me for the fact that you know we're we're Last night's game, we're giving Lamarcus Aldridge 48 points and shooting seven for 35 from three and to start two for 20. Like, just last night's game bothers you as a Celtics fan. That, ah, uh, this is this is what's going like, ah, uh, that we're letting all like uh. Lamarcus Aldridge, uh, like, uh, you know, I think if Al Horford is in the game last night, we could potentially win. But I'm not going to sit here and make excuses. Aldridge shouldn't be scoring 48 points. I know he's had a few, like, 50 points uh, games. He actually had a few high-scoring games. He just shouldn't. He's good, but he just shouldn't be scoring 48 points. So, uh, the Celtics actually shot 20% from three. Yep. Seven for 35. That, that's ridiculous. And especially at the beginning when you're two for 20. When do you get the the hint that we should just stop shooting threes? Is that we're just going to keep hucking up, up, close our eyes, and hope they go in? Stop shooting threes. This team is so soft. We get to the free throw line 14 times a night, and we shoot 40 threes. And I think it's a problem. 
we talk about the chemistry in the locker room chemistry and how the team's not really on the same page. I think the threes are a huge part of it. We're just too soft. I want more of a balance. I want to see less threes and more driving to the hoop, getting to the free throw line. I think it's important to get to the free throw line at least 20 to 22 times. If you have some of these fluky games where you go to the line 14 times or 10 and it happens here and there, it's fine. But it's consistently in the mid-teens. You know, it's kind of hard to watch sometimes. Like, I'll see a wide-open lane and they'll shoot the three. It's like, mmm, just shoot the layup. Mm -hmm. You're guaranteed points. I mean, the one time... you kick it out to Marcus Smart, who always misses. Here's a great example for you guys. Jalen Brown, who I think has a lot of potential. The thing is, he's not in a good spot right now. The team doesn't like him, and the team makes him play to his weaknesses. He's a solid defender, but he just doesn't show the effort, and he's more of a athletic, take-it-to-the-hoop type of guy, but they force him to take threes. And a good example, the only time I can think about him driving to the hoop is when Marcus Smart was copping for the ball from three, and he took, like, the offensive charge, and they were arguing. But Jalen Brown, remember in his first season, this guy looked really good. He's in the he's asked to the dunk contest. That's how much times he took it to the hoop. Then last year, I know it's a little dip, but he's still doing it. This year, so much different. I never seen him drive to the hoop, and I want to see it. I want to see it from everyone, especially Jalen Brown. Like Kyrie, I want to see it more. Uh, Tatum, I feel like he's solid at it. Jalen Brown, especially. You're you know I feel like his three point shots gotten better. They've made it better, but he shoots way too much. You're an athletic finisher. That's where you get your offense. I feel like his defense has been worse than I thought. And he's driving to the hoop, he just doesn't less. And they're, you know, he's not. He, the guys in the locker room don't like him, and they kind of make him play to his weaknesses. Do you think he should leave? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't know if the, he can. When he gets the ball, he should drive to the hoop. I don't think they're making him shoot a three. They're, but they're just kind of teaching him in practice just to get in that habit of constantly looking for the three. Are you sure? I think. Why would or he? That, or is that it was in his nature in, in college, first year, second year, to take it to the hoop. And ever since, it seemed like every day, it was less and less to take it to the hoop and more and more to take it from three. That just doesn't happen. He knows he's an athletic finisher. I feel like it's something like that fit more into the scheme, which is threes. No, 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 stop. Let the man drive to the hoop. I don't see it anymore, and I hate it. Because personally, I like like some old school like take uh, inside scoring. I wish there was a little more of it and a little less threes. I think the threes are absurd, a little. Oh, yeah. That, that's bring what... that down a little and bring the inside scoring. Like I don't even care if it's a little more dumping it off to Al Horford, but especially like the drives to the hoop, at least for the Celtics. But I want to see a little old school. When I watch the Celtics, it's just like, why are you shooting? Sometimes, the, yeah. Oh, my God. They're I'll, not even that great from three, I'll, really. Sometimes I'll be, like, watching the game, and I just can't watch anymore because of how many ridiculous threes they take. And the fact that they're not that fun to watch most times. Like, the Warriors was fun to watch. Like, they had a little stretch where they were, and then there's not. And this team has been so frustrating to be a fan of because the expectations were very high, and they've just been disappointing. And you'll catch a good Celtics game every eight games. And it stinks. They'll lose, every, they'll lose the other seven. Uh, well, not necessarily. Sometimes they'll win a game, like the Wizards game. Remember that game? Oh, yeah. Back was that really that entertaining? You beat the Wizards by, like, nine? Everybody no. Was like, everybody was like, 
Oh, coming off that loss from the Bulls. It's okay. We just beat no. the Washington Wizards. Like, we'll beat like the Wizards. Like we beat them by nine. So like, it was not even that fun to watch. Like, like the Warriors was. There's just some of these games. I don't know, but they're just wildly inconsistent. And I told you I can't trust them. Give them a few more games and look. They're falling back off. And I told you, give them a few more games. I was like, no, they're fine. I said, they might be. And I have more confidence than I did, you know, after that Bulls game or after that Rockets game. But I, I have a little more confidence, but I'm not fully convinced on this team. Give them a few more games and look what happened. So, what is this? Four-game losing streak. I just think you should just watch more of, like, Interesting teams like the Kings or the Thunder. Oh, I'm full NCAA March Madness. Oh right yeah, now. right now. Uh, right now, full NCAA March Madness, um, which we're gonna talk a lot about towards the end. But I don't want to like chop it up like first round, second round. I, we'll probably just do like a whole episode recapping everything and how our brackets turned out. I just don't want to like chop it up. I'm so, beating you right now. Yes, so. I know. I made some risky picks. Uh, let's just say Nevada going to the Final Four. Uh, which I should have them going to like at least like the Sweet 16, Elite Eight, but to be more reasonable. But then I was just like, eh, I'll push them further and further. And then I was like, oh, they're in the Final Four. This is, I didn't think it would really happen, but I, I risked and it. Thomas from from after the buzzer sports. Uh, uh, no, not and break it down NBA. Sorry, uh, had Yale going Elite Eight. Yeah, go uh, listen to that if you haven't. Um, before it's good, break it down NBA. He I went on a few. I know it's I it's a bummer. I went on a few of those episodes before, and hopefully we can do more. Ow. Um, but yeah, now we are um going to get to a comment Kevin Durant made back in 2017 to a fan. Okay, so this is a comment that I found like this is something that has not really been talked about at all, and I don't really blame people, and I'll tell you why. But I, as I said, I scroll, I type in NBA, and I look at the news, and this actually popped up at the bottom, and I looked into it, and I was like, wow, this is from 2017, and here's the comment. So basically, this video was just discovered like a few days ago, um, from 2017, so it's been like undiscovered for two years and so a new york knicks fan back in 2017 asked kevin durant if you'll ever join the new york knicks kevin durant responded with one word never now the reason i don't buy into this a lot is because this was 2017 here's the thing does it hurt do i how does this make uh kevin durant's odds to go to the knicks a little down I'd say it has to, it plays into slight effect, but this is 2017. You look at some of these players like Kevin Durant, things change on a day-to-day basis. Two years, a ton can change. I think things have changed. I still think the Knicks are probably favorites to get Kevin yeah. Durant. I don't think it changes much because a lot can happen, and back then he was probably just like the Knicks. You know, I was thinking about Boston or, so, you know, just for example, yeah. somewhere else. And now he's like, you know what? Maybe the Knicks would make more sense. The so only, it's 2017. Things change. The only reason I think Kevin, that doesn't affect this at all. Did Kevin Durant know in 2017 that Zion was going to be going? Well, I don't even think it's all Zion, but all these things play into going, effect. Yeah. It's like uh, the Knicks are terrible. They have good pick. You're going to get a high prospect like um uh, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, he notices, you know, maybe back then he wasn't thinking about an individual legacy. Now he has all these rings and things have changed. He's made new relationships and all these types of things. 
Do I think it hurts his odds? I said very minorly because maybe he's thinking he said that because he doesn't like their ownership or something. And I think the, the like the tiniest bit, it barely hurts it at all, though, for me, because this is 2017. A lot changes. I don't think you should buy into this. But if you do, again, Anchor Mobile app, whatever you think on this, send it on anything we've done and any suggestions you have. But if you buy into this, tell me. If you don't, I just don't really buy into this. Barely at all. Does it, I'll keep it in the back of my mind, but I'm never going to come out and say, Kevin Durant's not joining the Warriors because of this thing he said in 2017 the to a fan. I mean, the Knicks. I'm sorry. I'm just not, I don't buy into that. Things change a lot. These players are very moody, and it's a day-by-day thing. Two years, a ton can change, especially for these NBA players. I just don't buy it. Kyrie's mood changes every day, never mind every year. Oh, yeah, um, Colin. So, me and Colin made a bet after the Celtics beat the Hawks that he would win. They would win their next, what, seven or 11 games, and they lost the next day, and I never received my quarter. So, can you go bet that? So, we made a bet, if you saw that episode, and... You know, we're just just over here gambling. So he he owes me a quarter. I told him there's no way that's gonna happen. Is this a quarter? Let me see. That's a quarter. So I got my quarter, um, and I won that bet. So in case you guys forgot about that, I almost did. And then uh, someone told me you forgot to collect your quarter. So I I got that. Um. So again, I don't buy into this. Who does? Who buys into something an NBA player said 2017? Who buys into something an NBA player said a month ago nowadays? Things change that quick in a week or two. Especially for a player like Kevin Durant. Two years ago? Please. Please, I'll never buy into something like that. Uh, that that comment is about worth five cents to me. Like, it's barely even worth anything. It's something to keep in is the back of your head. that quarter? No. No. <laughs> I, it's just something I brought up. Like, who... I want to see if you guys actually buy into that. Is it something to keep in the back of your head? Sure. But I highly believe things have changed. 99.999%. There's a chance. There's always a chance. I never leave anything out. It's just like in the NBA or like on 2K or whatever. Just for an example. I'll never have anyone as an untouchable. Everyone. I never leave anything out because you never know. And that's why this comment. I'll just never leave it out. But... It probably means nothing. 2017. To a fan. Okay, to a fan. And he's maybe he was mad at the moment. It was like, no. And then he went back, you know, maybe I will. So, again, any of those, what, what does that actually mean to anyone? Well, nothing. What if he was with, like, let's say he was walking down the street with, um, a, a player from the Warriors. And he was right next to him. Will you ever? Well, I don't know. I don't think like he was. I think this was actually before he joined the Warriors. I listen. I'm sorry. I don't have the specifics on That's that. But who cares? 2017. Not, he was on the Warriors. Uh, 2017 free agency. I believe it happened then. Um, but again, it doesn't really matter because I don't think anyone buys into, into this. If you do, I'd love to hear why you actually buy into it. Again, Anchor Mobile. I told you, it's so so easy. Oh, God, it kills me that no one's done it, how easy it is. And you can make your own podcast on there or whatever and listen if you want. I, I like It's so easy. Just please. So now we're going to get to our mini game. I said this was a suggestion from a listener to, to do some of these mini games. So I said, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. So we're going to do it. So basically, we're going to take NBA players 
And first, I'll start off by asking Colin, then he'll ask me, then I'll ask Colin, then he'll ask me. Basically, we can do all these sorts of different mini games. This is just a good example for a first game. We can do whatever. You can send in suggestions. Just these types of games. We'll probably only do two each, maybe three, but probably two players each. And we're going to be asking, do you think this player is overrated, underrated, or correctly rated, or just right? And then we're going to come back with a response explaining our answer. So first, I'll ask Colin. Do you think Devin Booker is overrated, underrated, or just right? Ooh, I think he... I don't know. I think he's just right. Because people people might say he's overrated. People might say he's underrated. Yeah, it's kind of all over the map It's like, I I don't know what to think with him because he had that one really good 70-point game. People overlook that. People don't even know that he had that game. Uh, I, a lot of people do, actually. So, yeah, but a lot of people don't, too. Yeah, no, a lot of people know he had 70 points. If you if you have 70 points, you're, people are going to know. 70 points just doesn't happen. Very few people have hit 70 points. LeBron's highest is 61. So, so no, people know Devin Booker has 70 points. I bet if, you th- if you're an NBA fan, if you know, like... And, like, even if you know 30 NBA teams and you have a relative idea who's good and who's bad, you probably know Devin Booker. And if you know Devin Booker, one of the first things you think of is that 70-point game. Everyone knows he had that 70-point game. I don't game. think everyone knows. Pretty much. I mean, if you're an NBA fan, they're like, the okay, Warriors all right, are let, let me get on with my... All right. All right. And then he didn't... The only thing that brings down his, like, his rating... He didn't make the All-Star game, which I, he's a very good player. 25 was, points per he, game. He was one of those... Not too efficient, though. He was honestly. one of those um, people who was just snubbed from the All-Star game because uh, they don't have a very good team. Him, Zach Levine, Tobias Harris. Well, he has a good team, but, just, you know, snubbed. Yeah. All right, ask me. And then, um, all right, so... Ooh. Let me think of one. Uh, De'Aaron Fox... Ooh, this one's tough. I feel like he's correctly rated. I'd say correctly rated because people, he, if he's not correctly rated, he's slightly over or slightly underrated. I think he's correctly rated because, you know, 17 points per game. There are, It depends. Like, he's one of those guys kind of like Devin Booker. Few people overrate him, few people underrate him. I'd say he's either slightly underrated or just right. Uh, I feel like, you know, he's only a second-year player, you know, on the Sacramento Kings, super fast. I feel like his defense is underrated, uh, his passing ability underrated. I think he's slightly underrated, I'd say, actually. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to ask you, overrated, underrated, or just right, Rudy Gobert. That's what I was going to do next. And the only reason I was going to do that next is because I don't have an answer for this one. But I'm going to say underrated. Yeah. He was no, another definitely, all-star. Definitely underrated. I, I don't know why I said I didn't have an answer because I did. But because he was another all-star snub. And um, he's a defensive beast. And yeah, no doubt top five defensive Top five defensive players, probably a top, top, yeah, at least top five. He's at least a top seven, top eight rebounder. And he averages like 15 points per game. He's underrated. He's, he's And nobody ever pays attention. Yeah, he's to underrated. Him. They always pay attention to Donovan Mitchell because he's more of a flashy player. He's underrated. And Rudy Gobert's just your, like, old school center who is. Yeah. I don't have a problem with the old school center. Yeah, I think I he's think underrated. Yep. All right. Uh. 
took my next one. So um, I'm going to say Thaddeus Young. Ooh, Thaddeus Young. I think he's underrated. Uh, and the reason being, he used to be kind of overrated, but over the years he's dipped under. His defense is super underrated. He's actually a very good defender. And people kind of look at that and just forget about that. And he actually used to be good. Now, on the Pacers, like if I asked you to name like seven players on the Pacers, a lot of people would just forget Thaddeus Young. And the thing is, like, not great at offense, but I still think he's dropping like 10, 11 points per game. Like, he's a little under average offensively, defensively, but. His defense is very good, and people – I just don't think he gets enough recognition personally. Not saying he's an off-the-charts player. He's at best an average NBA player. But I just don't think he gets enough recognition. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so that's all we have for what you guys that? today. You know what I'm doing? Uh, no. Uh, we're at, like, 31 minutes, 32 oh. minutes. Uh, so, mm-hmm. again, Anchor Mobile App, send any ideas for a minigame, any thoughts on this, any suggestions for an episode, anything. Please, I told you super easy. I'm going to keep nagging you guys until you do it. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time.